You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> and when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty-ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. Today, I'm pleased to introduce you to Joe Rogan versus Carlos Mencia. We are uh, we listened to your complaints and we're down a voice. We're uh, we're testing. I may have removed the wrong voice. Mike is not here. He's uh, he's no longer with us. He passed away. And uh, next week we'll remove Craig. It'll be like whack a mole to see who you like the least. Yeah, of the I, Why are You Laughing gang. I definitely got the most heat so far. I yeah, think. well, we'll see. You got to step up today. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, it's just, just us. So yes, today. Uh, we are at uh, Vaulted Podcast, I should say, patreon.com slash blindmike, all of that. You guys know. Support it uh, if you like this program. And um, uh, we're getting into a heated rivalry from, uh, what, 14 years ago, probably? This is like 2007? It feels like longer ago than that. It feels like, especially when you watch the clips, which is, I guess, just how far we've come with uh, technology and shit, this feels like a very old story. Yeah, all, but it's only all grainy. 13, 14 years ago. Right. Um, so yeah, Joe Rogan versus Carlos Mencia, which if you guys don't know, and, uh, you'll, you you do not have to be that much younger than us. Like if you're, if you were in like elementary school when I was in high school, you probably don't really know a lot about Carlos Mencia, but he was like the guy when I was in middle school. Oh yeah. Like Mind of Mencia was a huge show. I never watched it, but I remember that stupid dirt dirt noise that he would make. That was like his catch. It was his get her done. <laughs> yeah, it was just calling people retarded. And he was he was huge with not just uh, the Hispanic community. He was like mainstream. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much at that time, he was as big as Chappelle. <laughs> like it was Chappelle, Mencia, and Dame Cook in like 2006 were the guys. And other than that, like they were almost on the level of like, Seinfeld, Chris Rock, other guys at that time, no one else really touched them, um, which seems weird. Like, uh, history did not, and we'll talk about this later, but um, there's a certain level guys like that hit, and it's uh, their star burns out pretty quickly. But basically, Carlos Mencia, huge phenomenon, and then everyone in the community hated him. Uh, and that charge was led by Joe Rogan. Everyone said that uh, he was a thief. Basically, all his material was lifted. They said that uh, he would essentially hang out at the back of the comedy store or whatever club he was in. And when people knew he was back there, they would either get off stage, uh, do their, you know, C or D material. Like, comedians were terrified of Mencia because they knew uh, their best material would just be gone and it would be used on some Comedy Central special after Mencia got a hold of it. So, uh, we'll start by playing... The first clip we have is Cosby, right? Correct. All right, so let's remove all judgments you have of Bill Cosby. Forget anything you know about him from the last five years and try to remember that he was once one of the greats. So, factor that into the fact that uh, someone's doing his bits uh, 30, 40 years later. Well, I don't know. I guess um, you have to have a refined comedy ear to really tell the similarities between these two bits. Uh, we'll start with Cosby, and uh, this is a bit about uh, basically your kids giving you credit. You you grab the boy when he's like this, say, you say, come here, boy. Two years old, you say, get down, Dad, show you how to do it. Now you come at me, run through me. There, see, get back up, get back up. See, you didn't do it right. Now come at me. 
see, now, and you teach them, see, you say, now go, attack that tree, bite it, pa! Come on back, bite it again. You teach them all that, tackle me, bam! And then soon he's bigger and he's stronger and he can hit you and you don't want him to hit you anymore. You say, all right, son, turn him loose on high school and he's running up and down the field, high school, touchdown, 800 touchdowns per game. You say, yes, that's my son. And he goes to the big college playing for a big school, three million students and 800,000 people in the stand. National TV and he catches the ball and he doesn't even bother to get out of the way, he just runs over everybody. <laughs> for a TD and turn around and the camera's on him and you're looking and he says, hi, mom. <laughs> well, you don't mind that. You know who taught him. So not bad. It's not not a bad bit. It's funny, especially for, you know, 1968 or whenever Cosby's doing that. It's a funny bit. I will say not the most unbelievably, like I think it was original at the time, but you can wrap your mind around parallel thinking with that bit. It's not insanely uh, unique. You know what I mean? Like two people could easily have that thought. Right. So that's when you have to ask yourself, is this parallel thinking? The difference is maybe a little, see if you can pick up on the uh, subtle nuances. Carlos Mencia, I'm sure, just had this thought one day completely unrelated to Bill Cosby. Football and he shows them how to pass it. He shows them every day how to pass that football, how to three-step, five-step, seven-step drop. He shows them how to throw the bomb, how to throw the out, how to throw the hook, how to throw the corner. He shows this little kid everything that he needs to know about how to be a great quarterback. He even moves from one city to the other so that kid could be in a better high school. Then that kid goes to college and that man is still, every single game that dad is right there and he's in college getting better. He wins a Heisman Trophy. He ends up in the NFL. Five years later, he ends up in the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl. He gets the MVP of the Super Bowl. And when the cameras come up to him and say, you got anything to say to the camera? I love you, mom. Ah! Ah! I mean, he said, I love you, not hi. That's an outrageous comparison. It was the same fucking thing. So, so the problem there is with saying parallel thinking or whatever, because Carlos Mencia has said, I've never heard Cosby do that bit. I wasn't a Cosby fan. I didn't listen to it, blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. It's very possible to come up with something like that. The issue is, it's, I mean, they're talking about football. They're talking in the same cadence say, where he's cadence. trying to go really fast. Yeah. It's seemingly impossible. Yes, you could have the same bit where you teach, as a guy, you teach your son all this shit, and then he gives his mom credit at the end. That's very possible. But to have the same cadence, the same topic, everything. <laughs> I think it was down to the amount of syllables, even. <laughs> it really yeah. It was it's bizarre to suggest that you never heard Cosby. Like we're doing an episode uh involving Dane Cook today and it comes up that you know guys can just consume something and this happens with me all the time where I'll quote something and I have no idea where I got that from. Like it's just in my mind somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's very possible that Mencia, he's around comics a lot, whatever, he j consumes comedy and something just gets spit out. But when it's that similar <laughs> It's impossible to believe that you didn't do that deliberately. Uh, Mincy defends himself, but we'll get to that later. Was there? Uh, is there one more joke before we get into the Rogan stuff? Yeah, there's the George Lopez. Okay, so this <laughs> this this gets pretty spicy. No, no, uh, no pun intended. But both being uh, fiery Latin men. I was going to say he doesn't even have to change the ethnicity. It on does this one. get a little zesty <laughs> uh, because it goes beyond just this joke. Um, but we'll hear the joke first. That uh, we'll hear George Lopez do it first. Remember all that stuff, because that's one thing our kids don't have. They don't have history, man. They don't remember getting up and changing the TV. <laughs> Fucking kids sitting in the house. 
What about us? Hey, put on channel five. <laughs> Stand right here in case I don't like it. Stand right here. I hated the riots because blacks were mad at Mexicans during the riots. This is Mencia. Because we looted better. And... <laughs> We did, man. We took the whole family. That was it. You know, it was a family thing for us. Hey, my dad was in Kmart going, look, man, you go for aisle five, you go for aisle 10, I get the TV, you get the remote control, all right? <laughs> we were there, baby. I got the remote control, because I ain't gonna, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have remote controls. Well, not real ones anyway. We had who? Carlos! That's who we had in my house. Carlos, Carlos, come here. What do you want? Change the channel. Ah! <laughs> I would say that one's not quite as exact as the Cosby one. It's a, There's a little more gray area, but where I noticed the exact similarity is the noise. Like, yeah. bam. Like, little, little things like that will tell you, oh, this is from, it has to be from that. Because you wouldn't just think to do that. You might have thought of the clicker idea, that there was no remote control, because everyone experienced that. But the little nuances, the cadence, or the little noises you make, or the pauses, whatever it is, that stuff seems like it would have to be copied. Like, it's, if it's not exact, that's what? It sounds yeah. like he's at a party, and he was like, I just saw George, George Lopez, and here's a joke he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's quoting a George Lopez Yeah, bit. and he didn't quite get it, but he, like, got all the important parts. He's getting the gist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but and this will come up a little later, too. It seems like, because that seems like an older bit. Uh -huh. Is he putting on a little more of an accent? Oh, there? yeah. I was going to say that. Ned but, um, Holdness? <laughs> yeah. What's his last name? Holdness, I think. Yeah, Holdness. Like his name's Ned. Yeah, so he is. I don't think this matters um, because he said Mitzi changed his name. He said Mitzi Soar told him to start going by Carlos Mencia. I don't know if she said go by Carlos Mencia or go by a Hispanic name, whatever. Um, but she, she advised he, uh, and we talked about how Mitzi gave advice like that all the time, and a lot of people felt compelled, like they had to use it once Mitzi gave it to you. Um, and some comedians were jealous, we'll talk about this, that that resulted in Mencia getting more. Uh, work at the comedy store because he listened to Mitzi's advice. Um, however, it does go to kind of his phoniness. Like a lot of, like Jim Jeffrey's real name is uh, Jeff, Jeffrey James, or Jeffrey Nugent, I think uh, is Jim Jeffrey's real name. No one gives a fuck. Didn't know that. Because he tells stories about his life, about his drinking days, about his kid, whatever. Mencia has a fake air about him. There are these, there are these, uh, uh, um, stealing accusations, and his name is fake, and he's half German, which he doesn't talk about. Like he has right. this kind of Mexican persona. Uh, he's from, uh, is it Chile? I forget where he's at, like where his actual roots are from. So he's Hispanic, but he's not Mexican. Denver, Colorado, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying his, his roots, his people. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of that. And then there is, which, uh, you know what? I didn't think about it till right now. I should have had you pull the clip, Matt. We could even put it in, if I can find it, we could put it in after maybe. Sure. But um, Mencia ends his special with this big phony, like, hey, all let's cut the crap. <laughs> Jokes aside, I'm going to make a serious point about us humans loving each other or whatever it is. And then he goes, and it just seems like sometimes, man. And then he pauses and drops the mic and walks off the stage. <laughs> it's like, I mean, come on, dude. Jesus. If you're trying to shake the douchebag persona, <laughs> phony persona, don't do that type of shit. Uh, so, yeah, there's some there's some weird phony stuff with Mencia that he had a, a tough time shaking off. But like I said, he was able to uh, rise to the top. And, like, you know, we only have a couple examples here. 
Um, so you could say, hey, it's two jokes out of however many, um, but these accusations came up all the time with Mencia. Paul Mooney, like a, a bunch of people. Um, so now let's get into the, I think, the Rogan stuff, right, Matt? Uh, where are we? Yeah, we're right at the, the, the peak of it. So what's the what's the first clip we got? It's uh, Rogan joins Mencia on stage at the comedy store. Oh, okay. So this, I mean, we get right into it. <laughs> this yeah. is, uh, so Rogan in 2007. Um, Rogan had a pretty popular, like, cult following. I mean, he was the host of Fear Factor, but none of those people knew him from, co- like, you know, people that saw him on NBC weren't going to the uh, comedy store to see Rogan necessarily. Right. Uh, but he did have a, kind of this underground following, the Death Squad, um, and, like, people would go to his website. He would write blogs. Um, like, that's how he got hooked up with Opie and Anthony, is he wrote a blog defending them when they got fired and they got in trouble for something. Um, so fairly popular following on this website. And then he drops this video one day and I forgot when I was, uh, finding clips, this is only a 10 minute video. For some reason, I thought it was like an hour breakdown of Carlos Mencia. It only took him 10 minutes to get to the, get to the crux of this. It's so uncomfortable. It feels like forever. It's very weird. So it's pretty wild. Um, so they're at the comedy store one night and to set it up, the camera just kind of turns on. Like, I don't know if they weren't filming the whole thing or it's the way it was edited or what. So it's a little murky exactly how this happens. Um, but from Mencia's perspective, he says that uh, whoever was on before uh, Mencia said uh, Carlos Menstelia is next or something like that, which everyone called him back at the store in that day. And uh, Mencia gets on stage and he addresses it. And he says, hey, man, um, what did I steal from you? And then Rogan starts chirping. So this starts where Rogan is off stage uh, confronting Carlos Mencia in front of what sounds like a packed house, by the way. Like the audience is just watching this happen, which is crazy. Hearing Joe talk about it later, I thought that he turned on the camera. I thought it was him that put it online. Oh, Rogan is is filming this and put it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More specifically, Brian Redband is Yes, (laughs) shout out Redband. I'm somebody important enough that he had to end the show by saying Carlos Mencilli. That's who I am. Hold on one second, right there. So that woman that you hear, and first of all, uh, spoiler alert, the crowd changes their mind at some point. <laughs> but uh, that woman yelling, like, he made it better, he made it better. That is someone who just doesn't give a fuck about comedy. Right. And I believe that's the large majority of the audience Mencia had. Where it's just like, oh, he's he's making silly sounds and, you know. He's famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I think that was Mencia's audience at the time where it's like, who gives a fuck if he's stealing? It's, he made it funny, you know? Right. Um, so it's uh, there's a little more to this. No, you say that you're acting like a little bitch. No, yes. They're not agreeing with you. They don't even know what the fuck I do. They don't even know what the fuck I do. They don't know shit. You just talk shit. It's easy to say you steal shit. I could say you steal shit. But I don't, because I'm not a little bitch. No, let me tell you what I think. I think that every time you open your mouth and you talk about me, I think that you're secretly in love with me because you can't shut the fuck about me. That's what I personally fucking think. It's tough to hear Rogan there because he doesn't yeah. have a mic yet. 
Uh, but uh, he said, so you're saying that everyone that works in this club is a liar <laughs> because everyone said it at this time. And I will say for, uh, Dane Cook or, you know what? I, Amy Schumer is a better example. Mm-hmm. Um, when Amy Schumer got accused of stealing a lot of comics defended her. Like, I'm sure we'll talk about Amy someday. I think we're going to do a whole joke stealing episode. That'd be great. We're talking about Robin Williams and Dennis Leary and all these guys. Um, but comedians defended Amy Schumer because at the very least, if she stole something, they felt like she was a, a still a legitimate comedian. Plus like, it she, wasn't purposeful theft. And she gave so many comics jobs and opportunities. Right. Which Mencia did as well. We'll get to Bo- we'll hear from Bobby Lee a lot in this episode, too. Like, Bobby Lee helped out. There are guys Mencia helped out, but I think the bigger thing is uh, people didn't view him as a comic. They viewed him as a good performer who was able to turn other people's words into something interesting. <laughs> I don't know if uh, it gets brought up specifically at some point in these clips, but so many people would see Mencia in the back with a notepad writing. I was saying that. Well, they get scared. Right. Yeah. So he, he, would li- he would literally write it down, and then like two days later, he would be up there doing it. Now That's he, so blatant. That's yeah, crazy. It's, yeah, it's it was nuts. Well, he will say otherwise. We'll get to his defense, but yeah. first I want to run through some of these clips. What's next? So we got, um, this is when Ari comes on stage. <laughs> Ari. Look, look at him. <laughs> he, he, hilarious. <laughs> Ari, Ari stands for mayhem. He, he, I think, I think Ari just liked the idea of this fight. Now, this is another example of we have the clips first, right? The jokes. Uh, I can put the jokes first. Right now, I have him on stage talking about how uh, he, Carlos is saying he never opened. Yeah, for let's him. Pu- let's let's play that first. Let's okay. hear from Ari first. Dude, I opened for you and did that joke in the rooms you performed. It. I was doing that joke before. No, you weren't. Yes, bro. <laughs> Absolutely not. So uh, Mencia says I was doing that joke before you, and there's also a bit of that clip. I think I might have cut it off too early, where uh, Mencia says, hey, he goes, I, you never opened for me. Oh, that was in there. He, oh, was, he, oh, he did? I missed yeah, that. Yeah. He said, you, he, he doesn't remember Ari opening for him. He also, there was, before that clip, he's, when he's just talking to Joe, yeah. he talks, Ari, uh, Joe brings up Ari, and Carlos is like, oh, I, he never opened for me. That's, I'm yeah, sorry, that's what yeah, I was yeah, referring yeah. to. Yes, right before that, he goes, Ari never opened. Right there, he's like, oh, no, I don't remember that. Right, it, the right. story changes. Um, so, and again, this is another example of... I can see two people coming up with this joke, but the fact that Ari opened for him, the other, the Lopez, the Cosby bit, evidence is starting to pile up here. So let's see how similar these jokes are. Here's this new thing. I don't know if you guys heard this. He wants to build a new wall all down the California-Mexico border, like a 12-foot high brick wall. It's like three feet deep. So no Mexicans get in. But I'm like, dude, Arnold, um, who do you think is going to build that wall? I propose that we kick all the illegal aliens out of this country. Then we build a super fence so they can't get back in. And I went, um, who's going to build it? So, Ken, I think it's pretty easy to come up. I think a lot of guys are probably doing shit like that. It's word for word. It's <laughs> word for But I also think Ari now, at age 47 or whatever he is, would not give a fuck about He would have just thrown that joke away. Mm-hmm. But... Ari was a young comedian. Ari was opening for guys then, obviously. Right. So, you know, any material you have is precious. A, because it's not out there yet. Like, you haven't been able to record it. And you're young, so you don't you don't have an act yet. You know what I mean? So if someone just steals your joke, and not my favorite Ari Shafir joke, but big enough, good enough for Carlos Mencia to take. And there's also kind of like an unspoken rule in comedy, particularly if the guy is opening for you. You know what I mean? Like, if Ari does that joke in front of Mencia... Then Mencia should have said, "Hey, man, I have the same joke. Right? I do that joke also." He didn't say that. 
Instead, all of a sudden, people start noticing uh, Mencia do that joke. So, again, the evidence is piling up more and more. <laughs> and his story changes where he says, Ari never opened for me. And now he did open for me, but I didn't hear him do that joke. So he he, he takes it because he's doing the whole Mexican shtick. And he goes, oh, this will be a fun for me to just make a dumb face and everyone gets the joke. Do I have – I forget, Matt. Did I have you pull more of Ari on stage? Because he gets into that. Uh, no, Mencia. that was all we had from Ari. So he, so Mencia also says in that little uh, rant while Ari is on stage, um, he was like, "You're not, you're Jewish. What would you even do with that joke?" And Mencia's like, well, "It's that it's in the news. It's a story. I mean, I'm sorry, Ari said it's in the news. It's a story in the news. Like, why wouldn't I talk about something in the news? It doesn't matter if I'm Jewish or you're not Mexican or whatever the <laughs> fuck. Like, it's a story in the news. We talked about it. So Mencia has this thing like, "Oh no, it's my territory." Because even though you wrote it, I'm the Mexican guy. I'm the right. Hispanic comedian. Like, that's my territory, so I kind of get to take it from you. Yeah. Finder, uh, finders keepers, pal. Yeah, right. What's the uh, what's the next clip? Next is uh, it's when Bobby Lee uh, is talking to Rogan, I think, outside the store. Oh, so this, I love I, this. You know what? Like, we'll get into why I sympathize with Mencia, um, why now I think people are taking the wrong approach when they talk about the story with Rogan. But the guy I feel worst for in all of this is Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee is a nice, very nervous guy. <laughs> he was probably high as a kite at the time. He's recovered now. But like at this time, he was probably all kinds of fucked up. And at the store, uh, Rogan and Brian Redband approach him and start talking about Mencia. He sees he's being videotaped, but he doesn't really know what this is for or anything. And uh, so this is what he says. When they ask about, uh, because uh, Bobby worked for Mencia. I think he worked on the show a little bit, but I know he toured with him. He opened for him. Uh, Mencia, like, brought him to Guatemala or something. So they had a pretty good relationship. And then uh, this is what Bobby was caught saying in the uh, Rogan video. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's his friend. Steal I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't oh, know who that is. That's uh, Ned Holmes. Oh, Ned, I know Ned, Ned Holmes. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> hey, that's all that stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ned. Do a couple minutes of his material. Okay? Well, I'll just do some of my material and then it'll be the same. I'll just talk about myself. What has he ever stolen from you? He used to, I used to this bit about how like, I was so small that my dad. Him, her, my dad would have to get on my shoulders to get on a rise at Disneyland. Right. Then he did a bit, literally, but this is, I can't do it. But is this, where is this, who cool. cares? What the fuck, it's reality. Anyway, it's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so he rises being filmed, he gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, so it's kind of shitty that they put it out when he clearly didn't want it. It out. is, it is, and I think... To defend Rogan a little, I think the reason that that's included in the video, actually, it's probably Brian Redband's fault, so blame him. Right. Uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, Brian Redband. And um, I don't know why I said that. He's alive. I lost my train I of thought. I just went, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, so I think the reason that that's included is uh, because he says you're lying about Bobby Lee. Mencia says, no, I didn't. You're lying. So then they kind of feel compelled, like, well, we have Bobby on tape <laughs> saying that you stole from him. And again, it's kind of funny because, like, Bobby Lee's a tiny guy. I think he's, like, 5'2". Yeah, he's like, tiny. a very small guy. So to have a joke about being little 
seems more true to Bobby Lee than Mencia, who's like kind of a big dude. I don't know how tall he is. He might be a shorter guy. He's like five six. Seven. He's like, he's, okay, so maybe and I can clips, see him. He's taller than Rogan. And Rogan's not a huge guy, but Rogan's he's, tall tiny than, he's too. taller than Rogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogan's not a big guy either. But um, yeah, so I feel very bad for Bobby Lee. He was putting that video. It really strained his relationship with Mencia. Um, I think they're fine now, and I'll give Bobby Lee credit. We'll hear later in the video. Uh, he recovered from this. Bobby Lee was able to shake it off. Um, but that's the one guy I do feel bad for in all of this. But another guy saying, yeah, Mencia stole from me. And there's another, uh, I didn't include this story because they kind of take a long time telling it was convoluted. But another guy who was on Mad TV with Bobby Lee um, was telling this, uh, uh, I guess he was on a show with Mencia. And he was telling some joke about that um, used like uh, an Iranian, it was it was when shit was going on in Iraq at the time, like 2003, that's huge news. The war in Iraq is big, all that. Um, and he was talking about an, uh, an Iraqi guy in his neighborhood or something like that. And he's doing, uh, this guy from Mad TV is doing this joke. And then uh, before he's able to get on, Mencia, who this guy says, uh, Mencia knows he does this bit, Mencia does essentially the exact same bit. And when Mencia gets off stage, he says, hey man, what the fuck? Like you were doing my bit. And Mencia goes, oh, I don't, I don't, I forgot you did that. I'm sorry. So Mencia goes back on stage and says, hey, this next guy's about to come up. He has a similar bit to what I did, but don't judge him on that. And makes it seem like that guy is about to steal from Mencia. So again, this is all kind of forming the snake phony personality um, that goes with Mencia. And like I said, I feel bad for him in hindsight a little bit. But he kind of does it to himself at every turn. And the back to the Bobby Lee video too. That's the video that more or less told everyone that he's like got a fake name and all his shit's fake. Yeah, people didn't know that before. Right, I which, didn't. Which again, who gives a fuck? Right. But it adds to his phoniness. Right. He's not Carlos Mencia from Mexico. <laughs> he's Ned Holness from Denver. Pick a whiter name, honestly, <laughs> Ned. Yeah. Uh, so what's next, Matt? Uh, this is uh, Rogan and Mencia still on stage, but they're talking about when uh, George Lopez choked him out. And they yeah. both have microphones. So that, that's yes. why I said yeah. there's more There's more to this uh, uh, George Lopez thing. Evidently, um, George Lopez confronted Mencia at the comedy store about stealing his jokes, and it resulted in George Lopez, from the stories I've heard, um, like taking him by the neck and slamming him up against the wall. And saying, you don't ever take my shit again. And then Lopez confirmed that on Howard Stern. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in a few incidents with him. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how often this happened. It might be like Ari Shafir beating up Bobby Lee, where just every time Mencia came around, <laughs> Lopez choke slams him. <laughs> but it made me uh, respect Lopez a lot. He's a fucking bad yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's hear this. Hold on, pause right there. I don't know if I noticed that the first time. He goes, it's been my shit. Which is kind of, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into that. But to me, that seems like a tell like, well, I've done it for a long time, so now it's mine. He could also just be kind of nervous knowing that Joe Rogan could kill him if he wanted to. <laughs> True. Well, that's, imagine, I meant to say that when he was calling Rogan a little bitch. Right. No one in comedy <laughs> has the balls <laughs> to do that now. You know what I mean? Like the guy from the Young Turks might do it because he knows he's the just situation. To, yeah, he's up. just trying to get it. Go, go look up Joe Rogan kicking a heavy bag. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. just go do that. No one really knew Rogan as that guy then. Like he did some MMA stuff, 
uh, like on the broadcast, but MMA wasn't what it, what it is now. Mm. You know, so no one knew Ro- Rogan as this guy that could fucking break your neck, and he is. In this video, he is a black belt in multiple things. Yeah, so little <laughs> five six pudgy Carlos Mencia is not calling him Joe Rogan a little bitch today. Um, but yeah, so like I said, maybe I'm reading too much into it. And you're right, maybe he's nervous being confronted by Rogan, whatever. But it it seems to me weird to say, well, they've been my jokes. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't seem like a way a person talks. Like, this is my water bottle here. I wouldn't say, well, that's been my water bottle for some time now. <laughs> you know, I'd say right. it's my water bottle. But it says right. Craig's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's been, been mine. Since you walked in the room, this has been my water bottle. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if he's talking about, like, a joke recently and he's claiming to have done them for longer. Right. Maybe that's why he said that. I don't know. Right, I'm trying right, right. to defend him. But. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> a, a piece of the Ari clip, too, uh, that we didn't clip mm-hmm. was uh, our, they start talking about the joke and immediately Carl Mencia knows what joke they're talking right. about, right? Which is goes back to what you were saying about how it's been my joke. He knows what joke it is. He yeah. knows that he, you know, what I mean, yeah. he's playing stupid, but he he's heard all this stuff before. Yeah, and right. I, he hears it all the time. And I I don't know how often Rogan talked to Mencia about this before this, but I've always been of the this is not the place to do it. I wonder about that. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is just where it came up because because someone called him Carlos Menstelia. Right, Mencia called it out on stage, so that's when Rogan just finally snapped. Well, that's why. That's why I'm like the guy that said it could maybe go on stage, but Rogan coming out of nowhere, unless he's talked to him off, off stage, off camera before, and he's still yeah. doing it. Well, the big then de- you got to blow it up. The big debate with Mencia is he always brings up, at least now, not at the time. Now he always says like, "Well, Joe never accused me of stealing one of his jokes," yeah. which me in Mencia's mind means that Joe was looking for attention. And I think now it's easier to spin it that way because a lot of people hate Rogan and are looking for any reason to criticize him. Mm-hmm. But at the time, he was defending comedians. Like Correct. you forget, Mencia is the powerful guy in this scenario. Mm. Forget the Joe Rogan you know now. Is <laughs> no. it is not that's not that Joe Rogan. Look how he's dressed. <laughs> right, he's on he's on Fear Factor. Yes, but in the comedy world, he doesn't have the same uh, cachet that he carries now. Mm. Right. Mencia is the surprisingly the alpha in this. Scenario in this at this time period, Mencia is the number one in the world. I know people saying Chappelle, but Chappelle, I think, had already gone. Mencia's this might be a weird comparison, honestly, like the Kevin Hart of like 2006, right? Exactly, pretty much, exactly. Uh, perfect. You put on Comedy Central and you see something with mm -hmm. him, something right of all time. Yep, uh, so let's finish this clip with uh, them on stage. Don't mess with him, grab you by your fucking neck and slam you up against the left back of the I wish I had Rogan's confidence to talk shit like that and know I could fuck you up if you tried. <laughs> the the immediate response from Mencia is it sounded like a court appearance. Yes. Yes, he did choke slam. Yes, he did wrap his fist around my neck. <laughs> How terrifying must it be to get choked out by George Lopez? He's a big dude. He seems like He's a big huge. dude. Yeah. yeah. And he does not seem like his comedy is incredibly corny, I think. Mm. Uh, he had that TBS late night show, and it was, I thought, abysmal. <laughs> like, it was really bad. But he does seem like a, like a you know, kind of a comics comic. And like a guy who's respected in comedy, but also like a guy that is not going to take any shit from little no. Carlos Mencia. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so what do we got next? Uh, this is when Rogan wins over the crowd. 
Yeah, so you remember that lady uh, that said, he made it funnier, and the rest of the crowd was kind of quiet? Uh, whatever Rogan has done in this in this span here uh, seems to have won them over. You are just a little whiny bitch to all the other whiny bitches. As unpissed you are. No, you're not. You're not a comic. No. Am I a comic? And then they get into the net holdness stuff, which again, I don't think it matters. I don't care about that. I, no, so many people have stage names. Yeah, if you found out, like I, I'll just use Kevin Hart again. If you found out his real name was Kevin something impossible to pronounce, who would give a fuck? Right. You're like, okay, that's a stage name. He wanted to be famous, so he would have an easy name pr- to pronounce. Exactly. Um, so I don't have a problem with that, but I think it just adds uh, to Rogan's argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the ne- I believe the next clip is after this incident, right? Uh, no, the the, the next one is when uh, oh, where am I? Uh, he leaves the comedy store. It's uh, I don't know, Gail the Snail from Always Sunny. I forget about. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, so yeah, definitely. We're right, we're right, we're right, we're right. Where I'm talking about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Gail. revisionist history will tell you that uh, Rogan called out Mencia and ruined his career. Rogan bullied Mencia on stage. Mencia was never able to recover from that. He edited video to make Mencia look bad. And then that was the nail in uh, Mencia's career's coffin. Mm. That is not how it happened. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I could argue, like Craig said earlier, that maybe Rogan took it too far. Maybe he shouldn't have done it on stage. Maybe he shouldn't have released this video. Maybe he shouldn't have put shit like Bobby Lee not knowing he was on camera, shit like that. But the idea that Big Bad Rogan ruined Mencia's career is not what happened. So let's hear. Mencia if. ruined Mencia's career. And well, like I said, too, of course, I'm, of course, I'm perfectly fine with, with Rogan doing that and in general, but yeah. I would be like, yeah, maybe talk to him before you do that. Maybe he'll change. So Mencia's. But they, they, they give off the, the impression that they've done it and he hasn't listened. So Mencia's uh, defense has always been that, like, uh, for example, Paul Mooney he says he went up to Paul Mooney and said, like, hey, people are saying I stole this bit. And Mooney would be like, nah, man, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Which I don't really believe that story. Because right. from what I hear, Paul Mooney was not particularly nice to anyone, I don't think. Yeah. So so I don't think I don't see him being nice to Carlos Mencia. Just after Richard he Pryor off his by bed. a fireplace. Well, it was very kind of him, yes. <laughs> but did, did he tell that story after he's dead? Yes. Yeah, oh no, so. no, no, I'm sorry. No, he didn't. No, oh, he, he didn't. didn't. No, he didn't. Oh. He said it while Mooney was alive, I think. Yeah. Um but regardless, uh Mencia will tell you that he had these experiences with people where uh, he would go up to them. He would seek them out and say, people are saying I stole this joke. Is that true? And they would say, no, don't worry about it. Nobody else has that recollection. Uh, so they could all be lying. They could be jealous of Mencia, whatever it is. But, you know, judge it however you want. But no one has defended Mencia uh, with that story. So let's hear what happened to Rogan uh, right after this incident at the comedy store. I'm sure you've talked about this a million times. Did you, you did you ever stop going there for a chunk of time, or you? I stopped for seven years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I stopped for seven years uh, after I had that dispute with Carlos right. Mencia. Yeah, that was when he was way more popular than me, like especially as a comic. And the comedy store took his side, and I was like, "All right, fuck That's you right. guys," and I I took off. 
it wasn't really the comedy store either. It was this one guy who was the manager. Because Mitzi, actually, I called Mitzi and gave her the whole rundown of what was going on. Um, I told her. And uh, she's like, well, you just stay away from them. <laughs> and then she gave me a spot that night. And then they called me up two hours later to tell me that I was banned. So I said, wait a minute. I just talked to Mitzi. Like, she gave me a spot. She told me when to go up. So if, if she's not running the store, like, yeah. who's, who's deciding I'm banned? You are? Like, what are you doing? Uh -oh. Like, do you guys understand what this is? I mean, this is like a little, you're having a little battle for, like, whether or not you're going to let people profit off of crime. Like, this is really what's happening. You have thought crime. You have intellectual crime. You have plagiarism. And you're allowing one person, you're knowingly allowing them to profit off it. And no one's doing anything about it. I got to, before I address that clip, I want I get into too much of a zone on this show where I'm focused in on the story we're talking about. I thought Matt was having a stroke when he said Gail the Snail from Always Sunny. I was like, well, how did that possibly come up? I didn't realize that was the woman in the clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I, forget her, I, forget I just her zoomed by it. <laughs> I was watching the clip. I'm going to have to go back and watch you from that statement until just now. I was like, yeah, okay. That's something that happened. I guess it was funny. Sunny's a funny show. Yeah, Matt. You're, you're right. Um, yeah, Doyle McPoyle, right? Right. So, yeah, it is. And we talked about it in the uh, Mitzi episode where this is around the time where Mitzi started to have a lot of health problems. She wasn't at the store as much. So Rogan, being a guy that came up with, you know, Mitzi run things, contacted Mitzi and told her what happened. And uh, she said, don't worry about it. But evidently the powers that be disagreed because, again, to separate yourself from this Joe Rogan, Mencia was 10 times bigger than Rogan was back then. Oh, yeah. You know, like Rogan, you hear Mencia in that clip say to Rogan, you're not a comic. You know what I mean? And not everyone that knows Joe Rogan knows him from comedy. You know what I mean? A lot of people still know him from the podcast or even say, oh, yeah, I know the guy from Fear Factory. He has a popular podcast now, whatever. But in comedy, no one is saying to Joe Rogan, you're not a real comic today. No. And Mencia felt the balls to say that because he was the guy at the time. Um, so Mencia used his power because they had the same agent to uh, fuck over Rogan. Rogan lost his agent. Uh, he lost the comedy store. So really... Everything he had in stand-up at that time was taken from him. You know, he had to find a new home club. He had no representation because of Mencia. Now, this video came out and got very popular, and the reputation... Like, Mencia, I don't know how m great the ratings were doing of Mind of Mencia they when it got canceled. Uh, when it got canceled. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was a, it was a phenomenon at yeah, start. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was a rocket ship. I don't know if Comedy Central, like if he was still doing those numbers, does Comedy Central, you know, cancel Mind of Mencia? But didn't, uh, didn't Chappelle's show actually lead into it? I forget if it was on the same time as Chappelle's show or it replaced Chappelle's show. I, I always, for some reason in my head, this could be wrong, but I always remember watching uh, Chappelle's Both? show and then the next show was Mind of Mencia. So you, might, you might be right. I, do, I, have, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if the numbers started suffering. But Mencia's reputation took a hit mm. because now everyone saw him as the joke thief. Like, people knew this story a little more. So all of a sudden, uh, Mencia's you know, show gets canceled. He's not as popular anymore. Um, and then he just went away for a long time. Uh, you didn't hear anything from Mencia. His, the he followed the advice of not addressing it. Um, so he never talked about it until, I believe, our next clip, right? <laughs> Yeah. So this is the first time Mencia, there's that incident, Mencia never talks about. 
Uh, you know what? I, I should tell this story first because I don't think I included it in the clips. There's also an appearance. I didn't include it because I hate this radio show so much and I wanted to attack them. I don't know who they are, but they were like, yeah, I didn't call, call Carlos out on this because I felt bad. Like, I didn't want to embarrass him on the radio. Like, it's one of these uh, morning zoo shows. Mm. So they didn't call him out on it. I was like, fuck you. I hated him <laughs> so much. But basically, uh, it was right after this incident at the comedy store. That video gets real popular. Uh, Mencia is on a radio show. And they're asking him about it. And he says, uh, it's ridiculous. Rogan's just jealous, this and that. And then they're like, all right, Carlos, what are you working on now? And Carlos goes, I'm working on, uh, well, you know, and they're, they're like setting him up for a bit. They're like, what are you working on now? And he's like, well, you know, I've been trying to get this off the ground. Uh, I've been having this thought about the diversity Olympics. <laughs> and he starts going into, you'd have black guys do this. And yeah, like all stereotypes. Like the, the talk show, uh, Deal. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It would all be all stereotypical, stereotypical shit. You know, for 2007, it probably would have gotten a laugh. Right. Uh, and then Mencia hangs up, and the guy goes, "You know what, gang?" <laughs> he goes, "I didn't want to tell Carlos this. I didn't want to embarrass him. It would really ruin my day if I embarrassed him." But a uh, radio show out of Miami has already done that bit. <laughs> So, like, Mencia probably took that from a radio show in Miami <laughs> as he's defending himself on these Joe Rogan tapes. Oh. So, Mencia doesn't really address any of this shit until, I think this is what, two, uh, Patrice was alive. I remember Patrice talking about this. So, I'm guessing 2010, 2011, uh, this documentary comes out. And it's ta it's a documentary about comedy, and they talk about joke stealing and stuff like that. And Mencia has this appearance in this documentary. Listen to me, and look at me when I tell you this, with all honesty. If you think that I steal jokes, fuck yeah, you're right. Of course I fucking steal jokes. Are you out of your fucking mind? When I come to a comedy club, you oh better boy. run, bitch. You better get the fuck off stage. Because if anything you say is even remotely funny, I'm going to make it mine. And all I'm going to do is say Mexican in the front. I'm like a rapper. I just sample shit and make it my own. Was that really my song? I don't know. But it sounds like mine. But it kind of sounds like somebody else's. It's a hit, bitch! I mean, Yikes. so so the speculation after that was that he was kidding, like he's leaning into the bit. It sounded a lot more like uh, Walter White saying, if this is really the man you think I am, <laughs> if you think I could do these things, right? Like, it's how he's breaking down what he did bit by bit. Like, he's explaining what everyone thinks he did to a T. It also looked like an ISIS video. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, watch on YouTube, folks. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube to make sure you see this stuff. Um, so it's very weird. Uh, he's in that documentary, and it doesn't seem like he's joking. Maybe if you watch the full documentary, there's a different context to it. But, you know, if I'm Carlos Mencia, I, ha I hesitate before putting that out there. Because you've just validated everything everyone has said about you, true or not. You've given them ammunition. Right. Uh, so that's like 2011. Um, people start shitting on that video and saying, well, Mencia admitted that he steals. And then Mencia kind of makes a comeback a few years later. He started doing uh, podcasts and things like that around like 2015, 2016. I, I remember seeing him pop up here and there. He, you know the weirdest thing when you think about Mencia? Like, you could go to a comedy club tonight and see Carlos Mencia. You sure could. You know what I mean? Like, how weird is that? Like, you haven't heard about the fucking guy in ages. Oh, yeah. And but he's just performing somewhere tonight and just doing his act. You know what I mean? Like, just doing whatever Mexican jokes or whatever he's doing now.
He's probably still selling out theaters pretty quick, I would imagine. At least comedy club. I bet he sells out comedy club. I don't think he's doing theaters anymore. No? I'd be surprised. Well, that's a total decimation. He went from arenas to yeah, right. maybe I'll get the <laughs> Chuckle Hut sold out. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what do we got next, Matt? Uh, this is when he first addresses the fight with Yeah, Roman. so th- this is the first podcast back. He's gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> a well, little bit. he says, you know, and this is where I feel bad for Mencia. He says he was severely depressed after this. He, you know, th- th- yeah. he thought about suicide, things like that, which I can completely understand. And he doesn't deserve that. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even if he stole every joke he ever told blatantly and didn't give a fuck about it, he doesn't deserve to be uh, depressed and, you know, kind of have your life ruined. Um, because it went beyond, like, his reputation was completely tarnished. It wasn't just that, like, he had trouble getting work now and things like that. Like, People thought he was a scumbag <laughs> because right. of this stuff. Right. And it's like at a certain point, like how high a crime is joke stealing? You know what I mean? Like, is it a life sentence? I don't know. Um, but let's hear what uh, Mencia thinks after having some years to stew on this. Like, and, and here's, the, here's the problem with all that incident, bro. Right. I was told by people that I paid tens of thousands of dollars, don't address it. Just let it go. Pause one second. I was told. Who, how much did you pay the person that told you to do that documentary? Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they owe you a large sum of money. Yeah. <laughs> they dropped the ball. Whoever, whoever advised you to do that, that was, was horrible. That advice. was the death nail for sure. <laughs> he's just, he's on, t- it's like you have OJ waving a knife around. Like, ah, of course I didn't. <laughs> Actually, we have that, which is also weird. Well, I was going to say, OJ has a book, but like, I didn't do it, yeah, but I forgot, if I did. I forgot that actually exists. Yeah. So basically he's, that's what it is. Here's the walkthrough. Maybe. Continue, Carlos. <laughs> Comedy Central. Don't address it on the show. Don't do anything on the show. Let it go. I did not feel that way. But I've also always thought, you know, if you're going to pay somebody to manage you and you don't take their advice, then you're just giving them money for free. Mm. There's got to be a reason for this. You can't just be the guy. And so I chose... To, to not address it. And in hindsight, that was a problem because everybody thought that me not fighting about it was me acquiescing to all of that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got bad advice. Yeah. Like that. And that's horrible advice to say, don't address it. I think maybe now, like now, I don't think his representation would have given that, that advice no. because of social media and everything. The problem that Mencia suffered from is he was right on like the cusp of of when everything changed. So in 2003, let's say, this happens in 2003, he can go away and not address it, and then everything's fine. No one sees that fucking video in 2003. Right. You know what I mean? Like, four or five years later, and then, you know, when uh, Mind of Mencia gets canceled and he's trying to, like, rebuild his career, that's 2008, 2009, now everyone's on Facebook, we're out of MySpace, all that. Like... He hit it at the worst time where you have to be out there addressing shit. Right. You have to be in communication with your fans and everything. So that's the worst advice he could have gotten is don't address it. It was an old way of thinking that fucked him over. I'm looking up uh, how much he's worth right now because I am curious. I bet it's not right, whatever it is. You well, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I bet they're factoring in old shit. Well, he's, I mean, he must have made a ton of money from the TV show. I would think so, but hey. Uh, we'll talk about Dan Cook later today. You don't always hold on to that money, you know. Sometimes it's difficult. It's worth eight mil, but uh, apparently, see. But I would think it, 
how much more would it have been if his career kept on that trajectory? He'd own three times that at least. <laughs> he'd be he'd be moving to Austin, opening a comedy club right now. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for Joe Rogan, <laughs> uh, what's next? Um, it's the uh, same podcast, and it's not not a great defense. Is the clip title? Oh, are you sure this isn't a uh, Bobby Lee's podcast? No, it's the oh, it's the same one. Yes, All right, let's hear, this. let's hear this. Let's hear this. According according to the thing, I I stole a joke from Bill Cosby, right. which I which I didn't. But had I, he's a rapist, and I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, really, is that that's the guy you want to protect? Yeah, so... Go ahead, Nick, start your defense. So I don't love... Well, listen, Cosby's a great man. We all know that. Great but, guy. But it's not a great defense to say, and again, he so- that sounds like a guilty man. Oh, like, yeah. That sounds like the defense a guy who stole jokes would use. Hey, if I did, who cares? Well, Carlos, first of all, either you knew he was a rapist in 2003 and didn't say anything about it... Like, that was that was your logic when you stole the joke from him is hey he's a rapist who cares I'm not gonna do anything but yeah. I'll steal his jokes or uh, you didn't know so who gives a fuck about that defense you know what I mean like yeah. the defense doesn't make any sense the idea that and it's a worse like stealing from Cosby or any you know stealing from Pryor Carlin whoever is worse in my mind. Then stealing, I shouldn't say worse. I think it's worse to steal from an open micer because mm-hmm. you're taking from someone who doesn't have a lot of jokes. Right. But it's more brazen. <laughs> and like, if you're going to steal from Cosby, Pryor, Woody Allen, whoever, if you're going to steal from one of those guys, you're saying, like, I don't really give a fuck if I get caught. I'm just going to do this. Well, yeah, because it's definitely worse for open micers because, say, Cosby never found Spanish Fly. Right. He's not going to be harmed by him taking that joke. We could, I mean, how many people wish Cosby never thought of Spanish Fly? <laughs> Let's count them. We should count them. Uh, well, it's like sixty. I was going to say like fifty-eight or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, what's next, man? Uh, so we on that same podcast we have a clip for um, him talking about he recorded all his own shows and yeah. he, he won't do Rogan. So this was his his big defense was uh, that he recorded all his shows. He he says this all the time. And then this is, me and Craig have kind of had this argument before on uh, the Blind Mike Project where we've said Mencia should do Rogan. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, we should we say that Rogan should have Mencia on. Big mistake by Rogan not have Mencia on. Eh, it's a little weak of Rogan, he should invite Mencia on. Uh, this clip taught me that we were blaming the wrong party. <laughs> this, do you want the him recording his own shows or the Rogan clip? Uh, let's hear the recording thing first. Okay. I can take you to my office right now. And you will see big binders of CDs inside of them. Mm. And some cassettes, no CDs, just cassettes. And you'll go, dude, that says uh, 1993. What is that? In 94, 95, 96, 97. It just keeps going all the way until now. I've recorded all my shows Mm. since 1993. And so whenever I've been accused of stealing a joke, I go up to that person and say, hey, man, I heard that you said I took your joke. What joke is it? When did you do it? And I will go in my my archives and find out when I did it because I can literally hand you a copy of something that's dated to show you when I wrote that joke. Mm -hmm. And if I wrote it first, then, you know, and if you did, dude, I'll be sorry. But here's the thing. Whenever I do that, it it stops. Yeah. So it happened that night. Right. That night, he said Carlos Menstelia, right? That He said, this guy opens for Carlos Menstelia. And it bothered me that he was messing with somebody else because of me right i i thought you want to attack me attack me but don't attack him for opening for me that's not cool 
So I went up on stage and I said, all right, hey, Joe, what joke did I steal from you? And of course, it turned into something completely, totally different. And they recorded it. Pause for a second. That doesn't sound like a sociopath at all, by the way. The, <laughs> the stacks of recordings he has from... Imagine how many times must Mencia have gone on stage since 1993? Oof. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Evidently, he has a room in his house filled with tapes and CDs and rec- files of recordings of every show he's ever done. Mm. Like... That that doesn't uh, uh, signify a guilty man at all, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, it's psychotic. No one's gonna remember the date they told the joke. So of course people say, I don't know. You know what, Carlos? Fine, <laughs> just just have it. <laughs> it. It's also too like it's such a like arbitrary thing. He could easily go to anyone if if he did have these tapes. He could easily go to one of those tapes and be like, 1992. Well, just like so. You know I, I mean? right. like, here it is. I did it. I don't like, have necessarily like you. physical copies, but when I was doing stand-up, I would record just about every time on my phone. Okay, Craig, but Mency is a professional no, I, comedian. I, no, I don't, but Ro- Rogan even <laughs> does also, it. And also, you weren't doing it in 1992. Right. You know what so I mean? Like, you have, have to do it on cassettes. You, a camera the size of the refrigerator in the back. <laughs> it's, it's an insane... I always like... I'm I just, always like, I can't I'm wait just, till the Carlin episode when Craig's like, you know, I say some dirty words on stage myself. I'm just trying to defend the guy. <laughs> I say about eight or nine dirty words, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the list has grown. <laughs> um, so, Jesus Christ. So, uh, now, he, now he's when he gets into going on Rogan, right? Yeah. Huh, yeah, so let's hear that. You know, at this point, once you take the road that I took, you have to commit to it. Yeah. So I don't want anybody listening to this to think that I'm starting anything because I'm not. No. I have never said a negative. It sounds thing you're actually resolving it. about any comedian in the history of my time, and I and I never will. Right. But but here's here's the problem. It's a buddy of mine, uh, a really good friend of mine said. You know, you should call Joe and apologize or make up. He's got a great podcast, and it'd be good to be on his podcast. And and said, he might, it might be the other way around. He should probably, <laughs> at this point, apologize to you for being so aggressive in your piece of Pause, pause. I said. I so said, that's, that's where the tides have turned. You'll hear that a lot now, where Joe was in the wrong. And I even thought that before I was like researching this episode that we're doing right now, uh, I kind of started coming to that side of the street, where you look back at that video, and you're like, Jesus Christ, Joe. All right, relax. <laughs> but you forget... At the time, Joe is the little guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's the underdog in that story, confronting a guy who evidently has been running rampant in comedy, making millions and millions of dollars off of other people's work. Not only that, but at the time, like, if it was now, Joe Rogan could have done what he did on stage in a Twitter thread. Like, yeah, and, or just said, come on the show, that. and they would have sure. talked it out or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, but that guy, whoever that interviewer is... Uh, that guy kind of echoes the sentiments that a lot of people have now. And you also have the element now in 2021, if people go back and look at that video of saying, well, well that's the alpha fucking douchebag Rogan that we all hate. But again, wasn't that guy in 2007. Um, so, and he didn't have that narrative behind him where people want to ruin him. But uh, let's let's hear him talk about uh, going on the podcast. I, what am I supposed to say to somebody that accused me of stealing his joke, not not accuse me of stealing jokes, but not his, mm-hmm. and he's the one that's tried to ruin my career. I've never tried to ruin his career. I've never tried to do anything bad to him. I've never done anything. So, what am I supposed to do? Like, mm-hmm. how do I address that? I don't. I don't. I don't know how to address that. I don't know how to 
you know, if if Joe were to call me up or have somebody call me and say, hey, man, you know, let's let's put all the stuff behind us. I would say, dude, it was behind me a long time ago. And if you need forgiveness, you know, yeah, fine. You know, you were a different person then. Mm-hmm. If, if you're telling me this now, you must have been a different person then. And so we're, you know, go. But I can't call him because that just it's not it, it's it's not right. You, well, do you I don't, understand what I I'm don't saying? Think, I don't so yeah, we're entering a uh, dick measuring contest. The reason Mencia is not on Rogan is because we've got a dick measuring contest going on, where Mencia basically says for me to go on that podcast, Rogan would have to call me and apologize. Uh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, and I think the next clip is we see uh, Brendan Schaub was on Rogan. Um, this, is wait, what's the next clip? Uh, it's the Bobby Lee podcast. Oh, it is. Uh, okay, Tiger so we'll Valley. we'll get to Rogan in a minute. Uh, this was so I got to give Bobby Lee. A lot of credit mm. <laughs> because, as I said, the guy most um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He took the most shrapnel, the uh, yeah. most collateral damage. Oh, yeah. Like an innocent victim in this whole, whole thing was Bobby Lee. Where this hurt Bobby Lee's career and you forget at the time Bobby was a drug addict and this uh, you know hurt him a lot. Um, it affected his career because now he's got beef with Mencia who was taking him on the road, things like that. Like this really hurt Bobby Lee. Yet – this is the type of interview that Bobby Lee did. And evidently they patched things up before. Like everything seemed cool between them. Um, but this is the type of interview that Bobby Lee has with uh, Carlos Mencia. I fucking create a lot of material. Mm-hmm. A lot. You've seen me. You personally have seen me write 20 minutes of new shit on stage in one show. I, I, I have seen that. But I have also seen um, some of your act. You know what I mean? a little too close to things that have already been established like 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 the bill cosby bit yeah i've never seen that one so i know but i know my, my point though is is that it's so similar right yeah yeah that um why not just outwardly say i apologize and then we could just move on from it rather than you constantly defending but it's not that i'm defending see again it's not that I'm defending. I just, who do I apologize to? Uh, right? You do, so, you, so really quick, really quick. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, you and I hung out. We, we never watched comedy shows. There was no Netflix to watch it. It was nothing. And you never heard me talk about Bill Cosby. And yeah, my yeah, style but, of comedy but, is nothing yeah, like just, it. No, no, hold okay. on. Let me tell you a story. So when we recorded that special, on the second recording, I did that bit. At the end of the show, Jeff Schimmel, Robert Schimmel's brother, came up to me and said, yo, that bit sounds very similar do a bit that what's McCall does and I said fuck I'm tired of this shit but you guys deal with it the way you need to deal with it from the minute he told me that I've never done that joke ever since we can go through the archives of my performances <laughs> since I recorded it and put it out pull out any perform I never did that joke from the moment I was told that I do enjoy that this bit has come up five times on this episode, yeah. and it's a different defense every fucking time. Well, that's so that perfectly said because that's where I start to lose Mencia. Like I feel a little bad for what happened to his career and everything. I don't know that he deserved that le- the level of scrutiny that he got, but uh, he is, in my opinion, the more I listen to these clips, I think he's a fucking sociopath. I oh think, yeah, I think he's out of his mind, Definitely. Uh, and I think he's a complete phony. Like, I think just when you hear that, like, who would I apologize to? Well, obviously, Bobby's saying, like, the people you stole from, all the comedians you stole from, or your fans for fucking cheating them 
out of laughs. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, cheating them from finding real comedians that would actually make them laugh with original shit. Like you're cheating your audience. You're stealing from other comics. That's who you would apologize to. And again, I don't think he has to apologize. But as Bobby Lee said, and I think Bobby Lee did a great job. Go listen to this episode of uh, Tiger Belly mm. with Carlos Mencia. It's from uh, earlier this year, 2021. Right. So Bobby Lee did a great job with Mencia. Um, a surprising amount of balls from such a scared little guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, 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 yeah, so the Mencia thing, like the defense always changes. And when I hear his defense, this is what I always say just about people in general. When you're telling me a story and it's coming from your perspective, like you can shape this story however you want. And I still don't agree with you. That to me is a signal that you're lying. Right. You know what I mean? Like when I'm hearing only your side, I'm not hearing anyone else that knows you stole or anything. I'm listening to you and I still feel like, I think this guy fucking stole. <laughs> like that, that's a weird place to be for men. Well, Cause in a situation such as that, it doesn't take much to go. Why would you ever do that ever? So yeah. you're like, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Bobby Lee starts it off. He's like, you've seen me right. Like twenty minutes of material. It's like, what does that even? What does that even mean? And Bobby's like, yeah, 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 but that's not what I'm talking about. Right, exactly. Twenty like, minutes in a night too. That doesn't sound a lot. <laughs> yeah. it, it just, it just seems arbitrary. It doesn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? Uh, what's next? Uh, so we have uh, why comics hated Carlos. This is the same on Tiger Belly. It was just too good. Yeah. So this is sort. Of, this is sort of the Mitzi thing I was talking about. Well, you know what? Like you say that, Craig, but there is a little of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about what they like. There are guys stealing that don't get the amount of shit that uh, Mencia did because uh, people don't give a fuck. People aren't jealous of them. So then you question, like, is it the crime of stealing jokes that you care about? Or is it that Mencia has a TV show and sells out arenas and all sorts of shit? Mm. Um, so this is, uh, in Carlos's mind, why people are jealous of him. What and, would incentivize, like, a young comic, say, for instance, to say... Oh, I was hated. Listen. I was hated, hated from the beginning because one of them was Mitzi changed my name, right? So mm -hmm. she was the one that told me to change my name. And Bobby will tell you, once Mitzi does something like that, you're going to get all the spots. You just do. Yeah, so that's what I was talking about before. But then I think Bobby Lee kind of corrects him and says, well, maybe this is why people didn't like you also. <laughs> For about three to four years, maybe? Ned. Right? Ned like Ned, that? Ned, 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 Ned. You would do... Two, <laughs> love, the, oh, pause for a second. I, 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 love, I love Bobby Lee so much. <laughs> he's great. I love that he calls him Ned, 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 Ned. And I think that's just what he calls him, and I don't think he's being yeah. shitty. But it is hilarious in this context, when you're kind of questioning the guy for being a phony. Ned, please. <laughs> that was the most insulting thing that's happened to him this whole time. <laughs> Ned, Ned, Ned. I'm sorry. Start over. Give me a little boy. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <clears throat> for about three to four years, maybe? Ned. Right, Ned, like Ned, that? Ned, 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 Ned. You would do two, the the reason there's I I think okay I think there's a combination of things going on. Right. Okay. The, the two things that are going on is is that um, a lot of your material. I'm not saying all of it, right? And I don't even say most of it. You know what I mean? I think uh, you know I I can't I don't know percentage wise. Sure. But a lot of your material was a little w too similar to the elk of Paul Mooney or, you know what I mean, Bill Hicks or, you know, sure. the Cosby thing was, you know, I mean? right. So my point, and I know my point Hell though yes. being is, is that, you know, to me, where there's smoke, there's fire. Sure. I don't know what the percentage of it, of it, of it is. Secondly, right. I was there 
And I'm not saying what's wrong or right, but um, you, Dice, Eddie, Eddie Griffin, would do a long time on stage, and you would bump, you would bump, yes, a lot of these younger comics, yes. and a lot of these young comics that you bumped are the big comics of today. You know I mean? Yeah, guys like Sebastian, all these guys, Cooker. right, right. And so, you know, with the combination of two things, right, I think that that is um, why you're in the situation that you're in right now. Which, but I gotta say, Bobby Lee is having the conversation that Rogan should be having. Right. Yep. Like this is probably how it should have been handled. But again, massive kudos to Bobby Lee. Great way to handle it because he's basically saying, "Hey, maybe people hated you because hey, the jokes are so similar and you're not addressing it." Right. Uh, and there was a little clip in there. I don't know if you caught it, where he says, uh, "Bobby Lee says like it's too similar to Paul Mooney, Bill Hicks, Cosby, and Mencia says." Of course, I was influenced by those guys. Yeah. When in the original clip that we played, I never heard the Cosby thing. Yeah. So it's like, were you influenced by him, and that's why it's so similar, or have you never heard it in your life? Right. And it was just an accident. Um, but Bobby calling him out there and saying, like, maybe you treated the little guys kind of like shit when you were at the top, and he treated Bobby very well. So it's not a selfish place Bobby's coming from, but maybe those guys like you kind of treated like shit, and those are the big guys of the day saying like, hey, Mincy sucks. He stole from people. You know, and yeah. Rogan didn't do that. Like, by all accounts, Rogan was, and I think even Rogan would admit, I don't think Rogan in 2021 makes that Brian Redband video, by the way. No, definitely like, not. Like, he's a lot more mellow now also. Right. I think he invites him on the podcast or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Rogan's making that video today. But like, by all accounts, Rogan treated little guys very well and now is making their careers. Like, the only reason, if you know who Tony Hinchcliffe is, the only reason is because of Joe Rogan. I you know, I think Mencia goes on uh, Rogan in twenty twenty two. I hope so, but uh, it doesn't. I mean, like I said, it sounds like they're kind of having a dick measuring. Con I think we'll hear from Rogan at some point. Kind of uh, show his frustration at some of the things Mencia has been saying. But uh, right. is there something before that, Matt? Uh, yeah, uh, Mencia's great analogy. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, I gotta say we talked I about mean, this on Blind He's Mike stolen from Cosby once. <laughs> Why not do it again? <laughs> This is the weirdest analogy, the weirdest defense I've ever heard anyone make. I, I'm surprised. Yeah, like Craig said, we talked about it uh, when this happened on the Blind Mike Project, but I didn't hear this anywhere else. In my mind, this should be like the biggest story. This should be in all the, when we get to the end of the year recaps oh. for, for 2021. This should have been the biggest story. I love this analogy so much. This is Mencia. This is so uncomfortable. This is Mencia talking about... <laughs> The, the accusations against him for, remember, joke theft are the accusations. But the thing that um, is putting you in comedy prison is the, just the essence of the stealing. That's the real yes. root of, uh, of... Stealing is such a huge deal for me. It's like rape. But I don't... But no, 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 listen to me. Yeah. You need to understand this. Yeah, yeah. And I've never said this to anybody. Okay. No, God. No, Carlos. Don't do that. Please. Don't. If there's anything that that signals a guilty man more than going, hey, basically it's the same as rape. What I did, you can might as well just call me a rapist. It's like, no, Carlos, please. If I'm his lawyer in that moment, I'm slamming the mic to the ground. Carlos, we're getting the hell out of here. Oh, Bobby Lee must have just been like, "Are you sure you want to say that? You want to cut this out?" And as we learned from Shane Gillis. Like, these West Coast podcasts, like Tiger Belly, they'll cut stuff out for you. Right. So Carlos had the opportunity to be like, 
eh, maybe we don't leave the rape analogy yeah. in there. But he goes on. <laughs> this is it, not a quick video. <laughs> who's uh, who's Bobby Lee's co-host? Uh, his girlfriend, Kalila. So her eyes get super wide when, <laughs> <laughs> like she, like you can tell, like he's like, oh, this is this is the analogy. Yeah, she's like rewind it a little bit. And Kalila, that's funny too, because Kalila's not a comedian, so she's not as used to like this world. Yeah. So she's probably like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? <laughs> All right, right essence of the stealing that's the real yes root of uh, stealing of, is such a huge deal for me it's like rape but i know but no 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 listen to oh me yeah God. you need to understand <laughs> that. yeah yeah and i've never said this to anybody okay I hope. to me when you take a, judge, I hope. a joke that somebody's really worked hard on to create it because it's fucking hard to write a joke that gets an applause break that's just fucking hard to do that's like raping somebody and oh my God! Whenever I was accused of force, I went up to that woman and said, "Hey, man, somebody said I raped you last night. Is that what happened?" <laughs> oh, Carlos! And she said, "No, no, no, you didn't rape me." <laughs> and what you're asking me to do is apologize to all the women I've raped. Stop! Stop! Oh, Carlos, stop! <laughs> no one thinks of you as a rapist. Oh my God! <laughs> Not only does he he make this terrible analogy, but he's oh. also throwing in accusation. He's like throwing himself under the he's bus. Saying with he, rape his example is that he did it. Yeah, and also I gotta say, if you're guilty of rape, do you go up to the girl the next day and be like, "Was that? Were you sure that was rape? You didn't say yes. <laughs> Are you? I don't. I, boy, do I remember it differently. I could have sworn you said <laughs> I, okay. Ah oh, man, if I had any idea, I would have stopped. It's insane. You should have spoken it's up. Insane. <laughs> and the fact that this didn't get cut out like you were saying is is uh, tremendous. It's, it's wild. It's the most wild analogy I've ever heard. It's Mencia. Boy, he listened to his representation 15 years ago. I think he stopped that pattern. As a matter of fact, though, when <laughs> when, when he stole when he stole the joke from Ari, uh, Ari was seen leaving, limping and crying. <laughs> yes, it was very. It was that's what happened to Ari's asshole. Actually, it was blown out by Carlos Mencia. <laughs> Jesus, why? That's why it looks like Homer Simpson's. But <laughs> but, oh, but it's uh, it's it's very to me. What that really does, if we're talking like seriously about the whole episode, what that does is say like, I've taken 15 years of accusations of joke theft. I need to prove to people I take it seriously. Right. What's taking it seriously? It's the same as rape. <laughs> it's I'm a rapist. What's hot? What's hot nowadays? Oh, it's, I'm gonna make that analogy. It's me, rape. Me and Kevin Spacey, same guy. <laughs> same thing. Harvey Wine, call me Harvey Weinstein. The best part, though, is he's also trying to make it sound like he's the victim. Yeah, right. <laughs> On top of it all. Yeah. I've also given the internet a lot of clips of myself here, too, so I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and like I said, if you're interested in that, there's a lot. Bobby and him talk about this story for, like, I think close to an hour, if I remember right. It was a long uh, maybe Maybe more like 40 minutes, but... Uh, go listen to Tiger Belly from uh, a few months ago. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I listened um, to the whole episode after I clipped it yeah. yesterday. It's a good. It's a great. Yeah, it's very episode. good. And they're old friends, so they kind of tell old stories and shit like that. Like it's actually interesting to, as a comedy fan. It is. Like, it, but then when it gets to that point, you're like, oh, this has all been a lie. <laughs> well, no. So that's the again where I give Bobby Lee credit. I think he is friends with this guy. Oh no, definitely. And he respects him a lot yeah. and appreciates what he did for him. He bought him a car. But Bobby's also a comedian and was like, hey, you know, like. People are going to call me a massive pussy if I have Mencia on and don't ask him about jokes. Well, you, you hear how he's asking him questions 
he Mencia literally bought him like a twenty something thousand dollar car, right? So he could get around. Yeah, right. Almost like he's trying to keep his victims quiet. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep his Do new you material want close. a college education? <laughs> the guy can't stop stealing from Cosby. That's all he does. Uh, so what do we got now? That's uh, why Ari um, got the Comedy Central show. <laughs> Brendan Schaub on Joe Rogan. Now. Is this the last clip? I forget. The, there's two of these. So two of these. Uh, the first one is Rogan responds to the Tiger Belly clips yeah. and uh, how much uh, does he deserve? So uh, this is what I was talking about before where Rogan has heard a lot of this defense. He's heard about the recordings that Mencia has and everything. And I'm sure Rogan has heard the criticisms that Rogan now gets where he bullied Mencia. Mm. And that Mencia was the victim in all of this. And uh, it seems like Rogan is not backing down to that shit. But he's saying he just he wasn't able to get his narrative out and apologize to the people. That's not true. No, I mean, he's come up with a bunch of different versions of why he is not at fault. Mm -hmm. And Joe, I'm, 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 not, yeah. I'm not defending no, I know him at all. Not. I'm just I saying it was, it was super interesting because I, I only know you know your version, Ari's version, Bobby Lee tells yeah. me about all these stories. I've heard all these stories. I've never had any interaction He's with him. He's got a few different versions. One yeah. of his versions is, I've recorded all my shows since 1993, and if I ever stole a joke, I would go back and say, listen, I, sh I could show you that I did it before you, or if I did, I'm sorry. Like, it's... It's it's an ex it's he's trying to find a way to excuse what everybody knows he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Rogan's heard this shit for years, and I'm sure he, now he's the criticism he gets, and he's like, "Well, fuck that." I Rogan was in the rut. You can question the way yeah. he did it and went right. about it, but like, let's not forget that Rogan was right. This guy was stealing. He got very famous off of other people's work, and Rogan called him out for that. And now. Because our memory's fuzzy, Mencia is able to play the victim a little more. If Mencia just went, I fucked up, on right from the jump, just said I fucked up. It's well, that's kind of what Amy Schumer did, where she was like, "Yeah, I really don't think I stole these jokes, but like if they're, they're so similar, like I'm, so, I don't want people to think of me that way." And now, like, I mean, her reputation, in my opinion, is tarnished for other reasons. Politics, but and and like there, there are people. Like, anytime I say Amy Schumer, Craig will bring up joke thievery. So there are people like that, but that's not Amy Schumer's fans. Like, her fans don't give a fuck, you know? Well, she she was, but she the, the difference is she went, I fucked up. Right. Re whether I did it consciously or not, I fucked up regardless of how it got there. It's my fault. And I should be more mindful. And that's whatever. that's the difference. Yeah. How, how much of that was him scared that he was going to lose everything he had with Comedy Central? It's still going right? on. I mean, that's, I mean yeah. yeah. For sure. For and, sure. And now it's just damage control years later. Exactly. And it's just not going to work. But now, so that's the thing with Mencia is I would think after 14 years or whatever, now you've, you know, you're back playing clubs or whatever. Now you would almost have the freedom because you don't have a Comedy Central show to lose or you've got nothing to lose. I'm surprised he's not more liberated to say, like, you know what? Maybe a lot of this shit got in my head. Uh, I was working so hard. I had a show. I was touring all the time. Maybe, like, subconsciously, I just took people's jokes and I, I fucked up. Well, yeah. it, could, it, it could be just I was afraid to lose everything, so that I needed too. to keep... Yeah. Keep the I think it's too late too at this point. Yeah, yeah, he, definitely. He's done yeah. too many rape analogies. <laughs> it's, it's over. Yeah, like, that's the thing. If he gets more famous, people will find that analogy. <laughs> but, but again, I think that also points to the sociopath thing that we're talking about, where oh. I think he's just a phony. When he does Rogan, I want Jamie to have that clip ready to go. I'll be sending it to explain. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, uh, do you ever hear him admit to rape? <laughs> uh, this this last one is uh, is again it's Shab and uh, Rogan. Yeah. Look, the guy has been tortured. 
you know, that's the sad thing. It's, mm. it's like, how much does the man deserve? How much punishment does he deserve for what he did? You know, he's probably still not stealing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Like two and a half hours on stage. But here is the thing that does happen to comics, and this is where it's really weird. Comics that steal, they have a really good beginning of their career, and then they get called out for stealing, and then they try to not steal. And the contrast between their early material when they were stealing and the new material when they're not stealing is Clear fucking day. Yeah. stark. Yep. It's staggering. So, yeah, there's a couple things there where he's right. Like, your career hits a certain point, and then it's like, ah, oh, people are now going to notice it. Like, even if it, take Mencia out of it, mm -hmm. uh, whoever it is. If you get as big as Mencia was, all of a sudden you're big enough that people are going to start noticing if you're stealing jokes. Right. Best example of that, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the joke-stealing episode, is Dennis Leary. Where Dennis Leary has an album, I believe it's No Cure for Cancer, is the one that people love. Like, they got him famous. Um, and people say it is like word for word, almost a Bill Hicks album. Never been a Leary guy. I've always hated him. People say people say it is a replica of Bill Hicks. Then when he got called out for that, he stopped taking Bill Hicks jokes, or maybe he ran out of them because Bill Hicks didn't have a ton of material um, before he died. And uh, uh, he started doing Dennis Leary material. And all of a sudden, now we know Dennis Leary is an actor. <laughs> you right. know, like you run out of that. So. Uh, there is a lot of truth to that, but I like hearing Rogan at least admit, like, the guy's been tortured, and how much of that does he deserve? Right. Like, how much of a penalty does this guy have to pay? But, you know, whatever you think of him, um, Carlos Mencia is uh, back touring, so if you want to go get tickets, go see what he's doing now. Right. I can't imagine what his material is like now. <laughs> and that's another thing is, like, if Mencia was an honest guy, if this um, derailed his career... And it's not true. How great an hour should he have? You know what I mean? Like, if the most famous guy in America <laughs> ruined your career on fake accusations, you got an hour. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, does Mencia talk about that at all? Or is it more Mexican jokes? That, so that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, that race stuff doesn't really play anymore either. That's a good point, too. It's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, oh, especially that he's not Mexican. <laughs> Well, he no, he he is no. Like, I think he's uh like he half. Guatemalan or he's Hispanic. He's half Hispanic. He's not Mexican. Right. And all his jokes were yeah. calling Mexicans different uh, slurs. That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. So I don't know if he get away with them in same uh, basket of fruit. Yeah. Right. Right. I think he just sticks to rape jokes. He just continues with that'd that. be great. He I'm, just became if a prolific he's us, rape joke guy. If he's give, not even rape jokes. If he gives us rape analogies. I'm I'm paying. I'm plopping down my forty bucks for a Carlos Mencia show. No it's shit. Just, it's just crowd work. He's like, give me someone, give me something. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna relate it to rape. You so, might think being at the deli buying a ham sandwich couldn't be related to rape, but I'm gonna do it for you here and now. His merch store is bloody panties. Oh Jesus! God. Well, we'll leave you with that, folks. It's uh, if you if you enjoy why you laugh, and you can get all episodes a week early on Patreon.com/slash/blind. Mike, uh, if you can't pony up a few bucks, I understand. It's the holiday times. I get it. Times are tough. Uh, then support us for free on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. All of that. Linktree um, uh, slash Blind Mike Project. If you want a shirt, true. a Why You're oh, Laughing Oh, yeah. We shirt. got Why You're Laughing merch now. We got hoodies, zip-up hoodies, uh, T-shirts, mugs, Why You're Laughing mugs. So uh, go to the, the, the uh, Teespring store. Uh, the link is on our Linktree, Blind Mike Project on Linktree. 
um, if you want to uh, support the show that way. And uh, don't forget, we recorded Vaulted Podcasts in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, Matt from Rhode Island here, who's been playing our clips for us and everything. Uh, that's the guy. That's the kind of interjection you can get on your podcast. If you're sitting at home thinking, I'm a big fan of the Justin show, how can I get a star like that to produce my podcast? Well, you come to Vaulted Podcasts in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and uh, he'll say, yeah, be film shit here, too. Like, he films movies. All, all kinds of crazy shit happening here. Yep, at video, video, audio production, anything you need. Hit me up uh, at Matt from RI on Twitter. Is that the best way to find you? Yeah, or, or at Vaulted Podcasts. Beautiful. On Twitter. And listen to a very good show. That's Craig's podcast. My that. Mike Project is my podcast. And uh, that's it. We'll talk to you guys next time on Why Are You Laughing?